you're probably <laughs> whatever. So what's up? The drunk dial. <laughs> so much subtext, so much intrigue, so much of what the kids are calling BCI. That's a uh, booty call implication. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And these are your morning announcements. Look at us. We finally got the intro right. Kind of. But just, you know, you know, you know how many shows you're like, man, if they would just communicate with each other, they'd know they'd be able to fix this. And yet we, we did we, it. We finally we did didn't it. didn't communicate for like four weeks. And now we finally communicated and we've done it. We did it. We did an intro right. We finally did it we're subverting um, tropes just like community while we re we're subverting tropes while we reinvent them just <laughs> like community you know um it. Also, that's why looked, i'm wearing my weird al yankovic t-shirt yes also i looked in uh my fridge and we did not have beer so it's the saddest day it is a very sad is, day not even cider or nope i got nothing Boy. it's fine i'm doing the stone cold sober well i know that whenever i <laughs> do this podcast i need something if i'm uh, in the, if i'm in the room with you we get some of the the uh, the co2 in the room goes up so i think we both yes, get into exactly. that funny thing but without it i gotta just put something else in there and it's, i've chosen beer it's like that scene in uh apollo 13 where the co2 level is rising and they're worried that they're going to die mm-hmm. but instead it is more like um where they just are doing a podcast and it keeps getting stupider yeah and, and i like it when it gets stupider and i think our friend our fans do too so i need that co2 in me so that i can mm-hmm. be stupider mm-hmm. um and then say weirder nonsense so yes it's sort of like basically imagine if the crew of apollo 13 was uh literally in, dying and in peril and they might uh suffocate to death in space sure. And then they're like, let's do a podcast about the NBC TV show community. And then one says to the other, what the hell is that? Uh, because this was, you know, like 1971. I'm going to say, sure, you're probably right. I'm going to look that up before nerds on the Internet yell at me. Um, and because this is a live recording. 1970, I was so very close. And because this is a live recording, you could have in real time told ben he's he's being a dummy right now that's what we have the delay for (laughs) (laughs) so we can look up the things that we don't know which is most things today is our first uh live stream of quarantine we're doing this on youtube and we're troubleshooting it in real time which we're doing we're doing great uh we've already been called out by laura for not knowing anybody in tech support uh-huh. Um, as we both are in computer fields and so we're doing great it's going so, great. so yes if you uh donate five dollars a month or more to us uh you get these awesome live streams that laura for some reason enjoys but that's fine <laughs> um i have no follow-ups to that but we even if you don't donate we thank you for coming on these journeys so uh we appreciate that should we talk about season one episode 16 communication studies i think we should do that because oh my chair is deciding to do random things and it's concerning <laughs> to me okay all right it's 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 getting turned turned down all right there we go okay i'm glad when Ooh. your chair falls apart and you fall down uh, in a in a chevy chase style pratfall it'll be the one time we are streaming this <laughs> It's going to be perfect. The problem is I don't usually lock it to be sitting straight up and it knows mm, I want to be okay. in that reclining posture, but I didn't want to recline on the podcast visually because that feels rude. Like I'm not taking it seriously to our, our, our uh, I keep wanting to say users. So we start out the episode communication studies out on the quad. Uh, it is Valentine's week. We get the Luis Guzman statue, Royalties. Um, which I love. He's making that dough. And I love it. If I I want somebody to make a statue of me that every time it's in a picture, I get money. 
that's sure. pretty much living the dream. That is living the dream. Um, I, I do think, uh, you know what? They might make uh, statues of us for b- being a moderately successful podcast. Uh, cool. That's going to be, that's a big factory making all those statues because <laughs> there's a lot of moderately successful podcasts right. out well, there. It's, it's, you can't do the really successful podcasts like Serial or My Bim Bam because those are a different factory and we're a couple of tiers under that to moderately. Uh-huh. Yep. Because um, cause we do our have statues are made out us. of, our statues are made out of all the, the extra stuff they had to chisel off of uh travis mcelroy's butt while really sculpting that thing right it's it's all yeah. remnants of travis mcelroy's butt uh-huh. shavings <laughs> so slater is chaperoning the uh valentine's dance um which i'm uh, kind of confused because i feel like chaperoning a dance is sort of a high school teacher sure. sort of thing Having a dance is sort of a high school sort yeah. of thing in general. I Not don't think... a community college thing that I know of. Yeah. Or a college thing. I don't remember many college dances. Like I remember dinners like... for like uh, uh, scholarships and stuff. I'd remember those because you're like, you know, whatever. But I don't remember dances. I remember like clubs would put on some like dances. Sure for specific things yeah they'd have people come on campus or you know the Mm -hmm. the comedy club would bring in a you know a a d-list uh sketch comedian or a Mm stand-up guy mm -hmm. and then you know in the student union and you you know 40 people would pay five bucks and watch uh some okay comedy and then go eat some probably some uh stale fries from whatever's in student union Mm -hmm. yep that tracks Mm -hmm. not not dances though no uh, but so she is chaperoning the dance and she's like, you should come. Maybe your study buds will go. What's the blonde's name? Bitter butter Beetlejuice. Britta. I'm glad we both mentioned that uh, because we need to put a pin on that one and you need to remember it for multiple seasons of television. <laughs> um, yes. Um, I won't get into it now because it is a spoiler, but it that's is. the joke that got but me keep, in the community. Keep Beetlejuice in mind. Just so keep thinking Beetlejuice. Britta obviously hates Valentine's Day. She says something about how it it's designed to equate like candy with something, something, and it turns girls into prostitutes. So, you know, it, oh, it yes. elevates pretty quickly. Yeah, that, um, that's so Jeff's uh, interpretation of what she is. Yeah, right. It took um, me a while to <laughs> just figure out where you were like Britta's already here. Wait, what's going on? Jeff is really leaning into this boyfriend right. thing. Like he's like, yeah, we're we're you know, I'm a kind of newbie boyfriend, but you know, um, he's he's getting into it, right? He's yeah. actually pretty thrilled to be a part mm-hmm. of this relationship. He he does ask her for a map of the minefield of women's Valentine's Day expectations, and Slater says that every day of the year, she wants him to do whatever makes him happy. You know, that is uh, living the dream. The dream, right? I would say. I mean, I feel like, I feel like Slater would be uh, the kind of woman who probably does not give the remotest of a crap about Valentine's Day. I would, I would agree with that. She doesn't seem very. Uh, she she likes what she likes and doesn't care for what she doesn't care for. Mm-hmm. L- what she likes is statistics, and there's no statistics around Valentine's Day. All about those statistics. I'm sure you could come up with some Valentine's Day statistics. Which I'm going to Google uh, how, right now. How about the next day when uh, chocolate is 67% off? Uh, here's some Valentine's Day statistics. Oh, boy. The amount that the average consumer spends on Valentine's Day is $130. That's a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that is... Uh, that's probably American. Um, percent of consumers who celebrate Valentine's Day, 61.8%. Percent okay. of that's women actually that's a, I'd actually say that's less than I would have expected. I mean, Valentine's Day sucks, but so uh, percent of women who would end their relationship if they didn't get something for Valentine's Day. You want to know you want to know what that statistic is, my friend. I'm going to take a guess. I'm going to guess 75 percent. 53 percent. OK, I was off <laughs> quite a bit. And perhaps the most fun of Valentine's Day t- statistics 
average number of children conceived on Valentine's Day. So average number of children. Average number of children that were conceived on is Valentine's this, is this, Day. This isn't a percentage. No, this has to be, I'm going to assume this is per year. I'm going to say 200,000. Whoa, 200,000? <laughs> am I, That's am a I, lot. That's a well, lot. Well, I mean, my there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people in the United <laughs> That's almost States a quarter of America. Of, That's almost a quarter of a million babies just yeah, through Valentine's Day sex. Yeah, you got to have a lot of sex. Uh, 11,000. Um, so there okay. you go. Slater, I was off Slater by an is order happy of now. magnitude. Uh, Slater is happy now. And um, so she's got some statistics about Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. The one thing about Valentine's, yeah. Valentine's Day she cares about. And you can um, tell I'm really good at statistics. And I did good, <laughs> in, good in that class in college. Uh-huh. Because all that class really is is guessing statistics of that other people have already collected. Right. Um, yeah, that wasn't really about statistics so much as just here's the raw data. Yeah. Um, it's up to Slater to interpret that data. It's true. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Jeff is checking some messages on his phone as he's uh, walking away. And uh, the first one is about how uh, the registrar calls about how uh, it turns out they were wrong about how uh tuition can be paid with airline miles yeah he's so gonna need a check that's so and funny then, i love the fact that he just deletes it just like whatever <laughs> the idea that he's gonna try to spend airline miles oh it's so good i mean i've been playing a lot of animal crossing so i believe there's a lot i can right. buy with airline miles all of a sudden um, and, and, yeah and now now you're just all over the place with nook miles tickets and you're like i gotta mm-hmm. get my my the right uh villagers into my onto i'm my going island. to nook university <laughs> aren't we all the next message is a drunk dial from brita um where she announces that she does what a good drunk dial d- uh does one she announces she's drunk mm-hmm. two she does a classic 2000 reference of what's up up? i figured that would be fun to to listen to together Mm -hmm. and you know i feel like that's classic britta is just really Mm. nailing that nine-year-old reference i think she's very good at it yes Mm -hmm. my my note literally says uh she does a was up because of course britta does it it's a nine-year-old reference at this point yeah I have nothing to add. That seems totally on brand for Britta. Later in the study room, uh, the human being, who is now the Cupid being, mm-hmm. is delivering Valentine's gifts. Uh, Annie gets something from Vaughn. Uh, Shirley gets something from a cook in the cafeteria, who apparently had been telling her, I'm going to get you something nice for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And then Abed gets a muffin basket from another actress wanting to be in another of his films. I I have um well okay see I have some questions about okay let's go I'm about exci- the Abed I, the- muffin basket thing because I've always just sort of assumed that Abed was kind of making it up but this time like right before I started this line of thinking I was like oh wait we get the scene later where he is literally making a film yeah yeah so that has to be a legit muffin yeah. basket right well he also he he's also uh he also actually uses sarcasm later in the in the in the um in the scene because he's like sarcasm is so interesting. So I think he's being he starts he doesn't jump jump into the facetiousness. I really do think this is an actor trying to get into his into his film, especially because he is a he's a director at the school and he's quite good at it. Okay, okay. Um, Britta walks in super hungover mm-hmm. um she is she looks so hungover that jeff says uh can i get you something water smelling salts and alibi for cobain suicide which is a uh, mm-hmm. uh, rough reference from it's, jeff here yeah it's a it's a choice he's made and that's it's it's a choice that he's made to to reference um, I, I do love the fact that Troy and Pierce are left out of the gifts, so and they're very frustrated about that. Yes. I mean, because they, they think they should both be just, like, covered in ladies all yeah. the time. Covered in ladies. 
it, that sounds like a band name to be honest uh covered in ladies sounds like a bare naked ladies cover band no i don't think it sounds like a, co- a ba- bare naked ladies cover band i think it's our bare naked ladies cover <laughs> band okay um uh you've got the yes. chickadee china so we'll go with that you got you got that rap part and uh-huh. i'll uh I'll, I'll just sing other you, things you have a drumstick and your brain stops ticking exactly watching x files with no lights on uh etc so etc etc yeah jeff and and britta are talking and um it turns know, out she's, ex- she's so late that everybody's like oh i gotta go to my next class right jeff and britta stay back and they're talking and britta is like oh yeah a friend from my old anarchist days uh came by and you know so we we got uh really drunk we drank everything and then mm-hmm. he's like and then you decided to that you should call jeff and she's like no because i don't and then he pulls out the message and he starts playing it and it's that was up just right mm-hmm. back in britta's smug face yeah, uh, Britta is incredibly embarrassed and runs out, and Jeff is kind of laughing about the whole thing, like, ah, oh, she did a funny thing. Abed is like, hey, what's wrong with Britta? Jeff explains to Abed uh, kind of what's going on, and um, uh, uh, Abed is like, well, okay, I want to back up for a moment, because before <laughs> Jeff explains that the, the sure. drunk dial, the 3 a.m. drunk dial has uh what the kids call bci which is booty call intent i thought it was implications yes booty call implications thank you i Um, i I did i did not write anything about booty call implications in my notes so thank you for pulling us back and, and talking about it and so um when jeff is explaining it to abed um abed immediately goes was there bci and i'm like (laughs) Again, it's that thing where Abed like strangely knows kind of a lot about this this oh, yeah. whole thing. Um, I, I, Abed wait, knows way more than he lets on. Right, he is a uh, he's a very smart individual, and he may even though he might communicate in mostly TV and movie references and music references, I uh, he he knows a lot. Abed is like, um, well, it's like you you shifted the balance. You know, it's mm-hmm. a it's a sitcom staple where one character sees another character naked. Jeff is like, "Wait, is that really a sitcom staple?" <laughs> That's when I'm no, like, "I'm Abed. I never watch TV." Uh, but yeah, so he explains that, you know, when one character sees another one naked, it upsets yeah. the balance. And Jeff kind of doesn't really believe that this is a thing. In Spanish class, Chang is explaining the difference between what sounds animals make um which i actually find very fascinating because we we tend to think that you know because they are onomatopoeias we tend to think that animals universally make the same sounds um but different languages they say different things in them and because that's what different languages hear and i do find this legitimately fascinating i'm a little i don't disagree with you I'm a little weirded out when Chang does it because he gets kind of into it. Right. We all know that in English, the rooster says, And in Espanol, the guy who says, Also, this is a second semester Spanish uh, when you're supposed to be communicating with people. I don't, I get, I get it's an interesting factoid. I would prefer to talk about conjugation of verbs myself. I think I think this is another weird place where it's like this feels kind of like high school because I do feel like this is something you'd talk about in high school Spanish. Um, because sure. Like it's one of those things where it's like you get the kids sort of like involved like, OK, yeah, yesterday we talked about conjugation of verbs and tomorrow we're talking about irregular verbs but today we're just going to talk about what sounds animals make but that's like high school or even like right. middle school level spanish exactly not not community collegiate level mm-hmm. um so the cupid being shows up to spanish class and gives gifts to troy and pierce and uh they're both just like it's from the girl i'm dating 
Yeah, I met her in biology. She was looking for geology and misread the sign. Yeah, I said, we do not study countries in here. <laughs> yeah, she's she's dumb, but but sweet. <laughs> I love that so much. Uh, Pierce basically indicates that he's having sex with his admirer, uh, but Chang doesn't buy it. His uh, bullcrap meter is going crazy. Mm-hmm. He does a whole bit where he pulls out a fake bullcrap meter and beeps a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Chang is so extra. Chang is always extra. In fact, he's only going to get more extra. Sorry for the spoiler, but he's going to get uh-huh. extra extra. Not only does he do this whole extra bullcrap meter thing, he makes absolute fun of them. He's like, mm. you losers just can't get any any women. So, uh, you know, you have to make them up. And he's, he's just putting them on blast mm-hmm. right in the middle of class. Yeah. He um, also points out that Pierce wrote his own because he definitely has a tremor in his, uh, in his handwriting. Mm-hmm. And uh, Troy signed his, love Troy. Um, and then I have in my notes, Chang laughs at them. Later in the cafeteria, Annie and Shirley are really mad at Chang. <laughs> the way I put it in my notes is Annie and Shirley are mad at Chang for being Chang, which uh-huh. is true. He, it's true. He's also eating a steak like a gremlin. Like, yes. I, I, like it's wild what he's doing to the steak. He's cutting off the gristle just just going after it and then he's eating it it's just it's it's a physical joke that you just it's a lot uh ken jong does a just great he's he's got great physical bits a treasure a treasure annie and shirley are sick of chang tearing people down and they hatch a plan to humiliate him like he humiliated troy and pierce and also, Britta is being super weird about Jeff because, you know, Jeff comes up to try to talk to her and he's he's trying to be like, hey, that drunk dial, not really a big deal. I mean, right. there's a little bit know. of teasing because he's like, you could just vomit on the food. It's basically that already. But then he tells a really embarrassing drunk story where his law firm went to Disney World and got into a fight with an animatronic Ben Franklin. Um, I was about to ask what your weirdest drunk story is but that that might go some places i don't yeah, actually know I, what your weirdest drunk story is a weirdest I, I i remember i went to a bar in eugene uh, when i was living there with a friend of mine who is a fan of the buffalo bills whoops. i am a fan i am a f- well yeah first off whoops <laughs> second off i'm a fan of the jacksonville jaguars which you can see in my room if you are watching this on on youtube from patreon um, and it was a, it was a, uh, a one o'clock game on the East coast. So that started about 10 PM or 10 AM. And I got super drunk. I, you know, drank some beer. We were at a bar called uh, a great bar, actually called Jackalope in uh, Eugene. My, w- one of my favorite places to go watch sports in Eugene. And you know, you get, you, you drink a little bit and then you're with a Buffalo Bills fan. So you drink a little bit more and, you know, things comes to end and the Jaguars lose surprising no one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, but my friend buys me a shot of rum as a, Hey, you know, you sat here and watched your team be idiot, be idiots for three hours with me. So then I, he, uh, we got a ride home. I don't remember how, uh, that seems like an important note, but Stacy was not with me. So Stacy's having, you know, a normal Sunday afternoon, one mm-hmm. o'clock and then her husband walks in super drunk and then we i basically go straight to the bathroom vomit get out of the bathroom lay down on bed and fall asleep until six six o'clock so really it's a weird story for stacy and a crappy story of Mm -hmm. a bad Mm -hmm. husband Mm -hmm. nailed it Um, uh my weirdest story is that in college uh some friends were having a party and they were playing the game Karaoke Revolution, which is basically, okay, sure. I always describe it as the singing part of Rock Band. Sure. Before yeah, Rock Band was a thing. Um, and uh, somebody dared me to uh, do a song naked and unsurprising to anybody who has ever heard me talk about right. the naked bike ride. I just did it because why not? Sure. 
I was drunk. I did the song Hot Stuff, um, butt naked on a couch in a friend's living room. So there you go. Also, Matt in the chat asks, how do they have steak at the cafeteria? That is because a great it's question. it's a crappy cafeteria. Uh, I'm going to guess that they make special uh, special requests for Chang. He seems like the kind of guy who would demand A little bit something. unstable, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe he just brought it from home. Yeah, that's what maybe I'm he, thinking, Maybe actually. he buys budget steaks down at, the, down at the Walmart and then brings them in and eats all the gristle. That's, yeah, a, that, that's a real Chang power move. That does feel like a Chang move, 100%. Power. <laughs> yeah, power um, move in air, scare quotes. Britta cannot handle the awkwardness so uh she's just like you know i just i don't you know we we can we can talk later but just for now just leave me alone for now like she's really mm-hmm. freaking out sure. and so i mean i would i would too like that's a really it does change the balance of things mm-hmm. back in the spanish classroom abed is making a film about the events that transpired literally just this morning mm-hmm. with the the uh it's now called a duty detector mm-hmm. well the um, chang he's got is seems to be tin mm-hmm. look we find out the kid just quit smoking so i think he can say bullcrap that is fair um he does have a, na- a dust up with him uh, a- a- about the emotion of the scene mm-hmm. um and then this is when jeff comes in and is like abed you were right this changed the balance mm-hmm and uh abed's like you know it's it's a trope for a reason it upsets that balance i mean even on who's the boss uh tony saw angela naked in in the credits but he's also never seen past the credits of who's the boss so yeah but it is also like the friends episode where uh chandler saw rachel naked and so to get to make things even rachel needed to see chandler's penis all right I'll show Britta my penis. I feel like that is sort of... um, I don't know that that's really going to even out the balance here. Right. And I I mean, I've... I've, As previously discussed on the episode that I edited and released today, May 26th, um, we went on a whole thing about Friends. Neither one of us has seen Friends. I've seen like two episodes. It wasn't this episode. I don't know the dynamics of the Friends crew. Um... But um, I feel like if I was like, oops, accidentally saw a friend naked, I'd be like, all right, whatevs. But then again, I have a known penchant for nudity. (laughs) I don't know why you went into a poetic voice for that, but I really appreciated that. Uh, I have such a penchant. I have a a penchant for nudity. It's a bit of a throwback to uh, uh, Venture Brothers. Uh, the monarch uh, always would say, "Ah, uh, uh, yes, the monarch." He he he'd pronounce it like penchant, like super fancy. Not a discussion for right now, but man, it's been a long time since I've watched any Venture Brothers. I'm sure it's still very good. It's just it is some some it, for me. It's impenetrable. <laughs> so yes, what Abed is actually suggesting it has nothing to do with penises. What mm. he's actually suggesting is that he. Or that Jeff needs to convincingly drunk dial Britta back. Right. And so... <laughs> Sorry. Laura in the chat said that Jens for nudity should be on a t-shirt. Well, what um, an ironic t-shirt. If you have I, a pen- penchant for nudity, why would it be on a t-shirt? Because then you're, not, you're wearing a t-shirt and then you're not naked. I'm going to see if this is a thing because I kind of want a, sh- a t-shirt that says that. Oh boy. Um, Why don't we just make it merch? We can make it merch. Um, well, I uh, looked it up. It does not seem to be a shirt and Google image shirt get or image shirt. Google image search <laughs> gave me a lot of um, uh, a lot of uh, naked people. Um, this is a merch ooh, a opportunity. You can have a tattoo that says it underneath where it says it on the shirt. So you take the shirt off and then boom, it still says it. Yes. Nailed it. That's fine. I, ta- <laughs> I, I do want to point out, though, the ta- tattoo we can't turn into merch. The t-shirt, though, we could. We could make merch. So uh, Just throwing it out there. Abed is like, all right, let me see your drunk. Can you act drunk? And Jeff 
delivers one of the worst drunk acting performances ever. I can totally do it. I'm fine. I can drive. I can totally drive right now. Give me my keys. That's enough. I can, I think no, good. hold on. I was like, All right. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, give me my keys. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's real bad. And Jeff uh, thinks he's doing so great. He's yeah. like, I got this. I nailed it. Abed's <laughs> like, you you don't want to do this bad because if because Britta will cut and run. If you do it half-assed, you'll she'll leave and everyone loses her. It's not happening on my watch. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which you know, I I like uh, from Abed. Like he wants to mm-hmm. keep this found family together, which yeah. is a very good sentiment that we get from Abed. Um, so what Abed's plan is is that uh, Jeff's going to come over to his place. And and as well, we don't find out yet because Abed just says, "Come over to my place at four, and we'll, we'll work on this." Right. So at Abed's place, which reminder is a dorm room, <laughs> which is a dorm room at a community college, they are giving Jeff some vodka, um, and rehearsing what he's gonna mm-hmm. say. I, oh, I, really I mean, like... we didn't we didn't really talk about the Chang actor kid, which we probably should. He's good. He's good. Yeah, Matt in the chat uh, asked if. Uh, uh, we talked about the Chang actor kid. We did kind of skip over him a little bit because yeah. um, he he is a very uh, he's a very funny little kid uh, who is acting surprisingly like Ben Chang. So yeah. and yes, as uh, as I meant, he freaks out um, at Abed and kicks a trash can. But then he's like later, he's like, sorry, man, I lost my cool. I just quit smoking. So right. And he's also going to lose very good. Uh, Abed is going to lose him to uh, to Cub Scouts in 40 mm-hmm. minutes, which is also a very good detail. There's a surprising amount of details this character gets. So, yes, uh, they're at, at Abed's. Um, they're, mm-hmm. they're talking about what Jeff's going to say. They're kind of slowly giving him some vodka to, you know, like yeah. help that convincing drunkness. I really, then- really, really like the way that Jeff delivered, like when he is rehearsing to t- talk to Britta the way he delivers the ringtone is like boop, 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 boop. Mm-hmm. it's very very good i love it very much abed starts asking all these questions like you know do you like Britta? and jeff says sure who doesn't and abed's immediate response is over half the people that meet her and he starts talking about like all these really abrasive yeah. uh, uh personality traits that Britta has. I, I really like that Jeff Jeff kind of con- consolidates Britta into one package of she wants everybody to be honest but lies to herself, has seen the world but doesn't get it, and she has more fights about stuff that doesn't matter than a YouTube comment section. Hello, YouTube ma- comment section. I do like how in 2009, uh, a YouTube comment section was garbage, and in 2020, a YouTube comment section, still garbage. So, Excellent. You know. We I mean, did I don't it. I don't like that it's still garbage, but it is Crap. prescient that Succe- it is just but we like successful. a surprisingly evergreen comment. Um, so, who would have known in 2009 that the internet would continue to be toxic? Weird. Jeff does describe Britta pretty pretty sweetly. Like he's mm-hmm. he actually this is this is actually a thing that I really appreciate about Jeff's character in general is mm-hmm. that when you tear down his walls he is surprisingly insightful and and um he's very observant no i agree i i I think that you know based on his previous past of like he he's able to say he's able to make things people do what they want he wants based on words but the only way to do that is to know how people are and know who people are so he's very insightful and observant to who people are and he in the past has very much used that for his own gain and i think now in i mean we're talking here not to get super like into it but you know he he is talking about like a friend of his Mm -hmm. that in in this very observant way so it's just it's fascinating to me that that he's now using quote unquote his power for good uh, a right. friendship instead of selfishness right and so abed is trying to do his best job of of coaching and directing jeff uh but jeff is just really not feeling it because he's like i mean i'm just sitting here drinking by myself 
um you know while uh, he calls abed something about a like a tan praying mantis i think mm. yeah he 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 so, tells him uh i can't w- have you studying me like a beige praying, praying mantis because he's a horrible drinking buddy and abed realizes that jeff is right and just upturns the bottle of vodka directly into his mouth mm-hmm. it's like whoa abed you gotta go from zero to 60 huh bud that's the that's what abed does Jeff is even like, yo, I I thought you didn't drink. And Abed is like, um, I don't remember who he cites. De Niro drank with or Scorsese, Scorsese. drank with De Niro. Yep. Um, Scorsese drank with De Niro. Um, this is this is about the show. This is for the audience. Right. And so Abed just starts downing vodka. Just upturns the whole thing. It's wild. And then we get a great breakfast club montage exactly which i really love it's very good they're drinking they're they're pouring vodka over hot dogs and putting them aflame it's great uh-huh um there's a really weird scene where he's beer bonging through a hole in a picture of britta's face and so it's kind of like he's making out with a picture of britta and drinking it's very weird there's a lot of things happening in this mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. pizza guy shows up and so they invite the pizza guy in and they're all dancing on a table together. And it's it's a pretty fun montage. Um, it's it fun. is good. It's fun not only because it's that very direct montage, uh, or that very direct reference to mm-hmm. The Breakfast Club. I mean, which it is. They use the same song and a lot of the same mm-hmm. dances and some of the same like framing in the shots. Like they did a really good yeah. job. I kind of want to see side by side of of the two it probably exists out there um probably i mean i did take a moment while i was watching it to just flip over to the breakfast club one and watch it again so i was like okay yeah they did mm-hmm. like some of the stuff they did was was new but then some of the stuff on the table was basically what they're going for mm-hmm. which is kind of the iconic stuff from the breakfast club anyway right it, so it's it's got that but then it's also just fun because you know it's jeff winger doing something silly and weird which we don't really get a lot right um well I really, that's why alcohol can lower those boundaries right and i really i really love every time we get jeff leaning into that silliness because um for uh, joel McHale does such a great job at it but also mm-hmm. seeing super serious i'm an adult jeff like dancing on a table while drunk with abed and a pizza guy is kind of amazing i really yeah. love it it's pretty awesome uh, matt in the chat <laughs> according to uh ken jong and joe McHale's podcast a lot of the licensed songs uh were paid by for by dan Harmon and not nbc i mean i i get that because like you know there are times when i'm like i need the thing i'm like if i've got to spend like 10 bucks on it although i imagine he spent more than 10 bucks to get the rights to use that song Pro- i'll do I would it say, i would say more than 10 dollars let me let me put it this way. I was trying to figure out how I could get a license to use the song Ring My Bell for the podcast of the same name. And um, not only was it confusing, but also I was like, this is pointless because I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> I like the first one of like, oh, it's confusing. I'm not going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Back in Spanish the next day, uh, the Cupid being. Well, first of all, Abed and Jeff are not there. They they are still hungover and drunk. The Cupid being comes back and gives Chang a letter, which is a very weird mail delivery system this school has, but it is what it is. It is what it is. I th- This is the inner office mail that they have, and this is what they're going to stick with. Cupid being gives Chang this letter, um, and the... Uh, way that chang gets it is really weird because he like sits on starburn's desks desk and then like rotates around uh it's a a very physical thing it's very funny it's super awkward and i love it and oh i'm getting all sorts of licensing music advice in the (laughs) chat room (laughs) great um sometimes you just need to go on on youtube to get all of your legal advice I mean, if I could go back in time and give legal advice, I would tell every show ever to get streaming rights before streaming was a thing. And right. like DVD but nobody rights would listen because, to you. Because the number of shows, like 
Daria on DVD is garbage because all the sure. songs from the 90s that were in Daria just like garbage that because they're, they're not there anymore and right. so but here's the that thing. gave the show so much life and now you no, watch it and it's like they're rocking out to some rock song and it's like boom 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 and you're like this is garbage this is not what teens in the sure. 90s listened to and i'm mad about it now here's here's a th- no i get that you're mad and you pointed at me and every one of our listeners but i do want to point out that no one would have ever listened to you ever because <laughs> who cares about what streaming is i'm just trying to make some money today yeah i'm gonna go back in time from the year 2020 and be like hey you should get the rights for a thing that doesn't exist yet um, and also not warn them about, you know, the coronavirus. Anyways, let's I move mean, on. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things we could warn them about that have happened since the 90s that we probably should be doing rather yeah, than, hey, you should get mm-hmm. streaming rights for your television show. I just want to watch Daria with the original music. I, 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 get, I get it. I just I feel like if we're going to go back in time and warn people, it's not that. It's not yes. that. Chang opens the letter and it's from Princeton and uh, it says that they want to make Chang associate professor of the Spanish department and he acts like he's super into it and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, come on, Princeton? It, it like also even sa- Chang do- knows he is not Princeton right. material. It, it also says you can name your price, which is something that not a lot of places do. Uh-huh. But yeah, he, he thinks Troy and Pierce did it and then punishes them by having them escort him to the Valentine's Day dance wearing elegant ladies' pantsuits, or they fail his class. Chang comes up with this pretty quick. Like, has he has he done this before? Has he always dreamed of doing this? Like, this is just immediately what he goes to. He's not like, I need to think up a good punishment for the two of you who are trying to troll me. He's just like, Come to the dance, ladies' pantsuits. That's happening. So, I, so there has been a day since he uh, he's kind of ragged on them, and I think he's thought about how they he does. They don't have ladies that care about him. Them. Mm-hmm. So, what's the best way to humiliate them? Oh, there's a dance. Oh, they don't have women. I'll make them dress as women. I think that's the kind of the thought process that Ben, ben Chang goes through. Not discussing how great that thought process is just kind of trying to document it it's it's the move to the pants suit that is is really confusing to me because i feel like in i feel like in general if you are going to be like i think it's funny to make men dress up like women you go to just like a dress sure like the ladies pants suit he had that he had that in the dome my dude he had that ready and that's the thing that weirds me out about this. Over at Abed's, Jeff wakes up at 3 p.m. in the lower bunk of Abed's dorm room wearing a Phantom of the Opera mask. Under a luchador mask. Yes. It's, a, it's, it's so good. Abed is also just totally broken because uh, they, neither mm. one of them can remember what happened. And he's like, The last thing I remember is... You were dancing like that girl in the movie. Kids in detention. Breakfast club. Dear God. What have you done to me? Jeff can't, is trying to find his phone. Uh, Abed has it. And he had two outgoing calls. One to Britta and one to Slater. But the, neither one of them remembers the contents of these calls. Right. Because they were drunk. Back in the study room. Pierce and Troy come in with pantsuits. As you do. Lucky they could find uh, two pantsuits that fit them on such short notice. Because mm-hmm. the dance is tonight. Right. Um, and also, I believe Pierce is frustrated that he's a 14. Mm-hmm. Um, the 12 was a little tight, but he could have pulled it off. Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Um, they are Troy and Pierce are also trying to figure out who wrote the letter. Right. Because they, d- they didn't do it, but they're getting punished for it. So obviously, they are mad about it. Sure. Annie attempts to come clear, but Shirley stops her. Yeah, sh- which, um, you know, it w- weird that Shirley is the one who's like, can't, nope, we can't, 
Like she's just she's not going to take the fall for yeah. that one. She's not going to totally admit, did it. Admit fault, even though she. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that is an interesting thing. The fact that Annie wants to come clean. Jeff and Abed walk in, and uh, Britta returns the the earlier Courtney Love jab. You look about ready to marry Courtney Love. <laughs> That's the reverse of my zinger from before. Okay, please stop shouting. All right, I feel like that person in the TV show. Britta seems incredibly smug right now. Mm-hmm. She is. She has the biggest smile on her face. She, she sure is just. Jeff doesn't know what what he said, but clearly it has made an impact on mm-hmm. her mood and the dynamic between them. But it's cool now. Everything is cool. So then we go to the dance. Slater is there chaperoning the dance and also dancing um, because I don't know how much chaperoning one does at a community college dance, but that's fine. When everybody is over the age of 18. Mm -hmm. So Um, yeah, uh, Jeff comes in with a bouquet of flowers and Slater basically ignores him and has been ignoring his calls because I just figured I'd let it go to voicemail in case you had the wrong number again. Yeah. So... Uh, we find out that when he called Slater, he thought he was calling Britta. Mm-hmm. And, and also, this is at 4 a.m. Right. Not a great and time to drunk dial your girlfriend and say, oops, I had a different girl I wanted to call at 4 a.m. drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a relationship expert, but I will say probably bad to do that. Right. You, um, your school is not about relationships. It's about lovemaking. It's, it's true. It's about when it t- it comes time to get into the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, in other classes, other rooms of the house. It's true. You can, you can bone down wherever you want. This is America. So... I don't... <laughs> I don't... I, I, I'm not a lawyer, but I wouldn't take Ben's advice here. Um, you can bone down wherever you want this is america (laughs) okay you said the same thing again (laughs) um oh i'm sorry you can bone down wherever you want this is america there now i said it there it is louder now i get i get it now thank you for thank you for having i i needed that excellent we find out that uh he called slate uh he called slater when he thought he was calling britta and jeff is like i was trying to call britain to order you toffees he he says i led with that one so that makes the real not as ridiculous or something like that right so jeff explains the whole drunk dialing thing you know he comes clean and slater is just immediately she jumps to the conclusion that uh jeff is like in love with britta or something sure you know she, she intimates that like they're more than just friends because right. you don't call you don't call friends at four in the morning when drunk you call you call booty calls that's that's right. the the bci it's true and slater doesn't understand how he can do all of this to put a smile on Britta's face but he won't pick up ice cream for law and order night because it's too marriagey i'm gonna say that if you're already doing law and order night just throw some ice cream on there, man. Like, oh, yeah. Why? What? You're not going to stop in, at Kroger and get a good ice cream? Mm-hmm. Come on. I, I wouldn't go with Chubby Hubby personally. It's fair. That is a very, like, uh, that's a, that's a, that that's making a statement. Mm-hmm. Cherry Garcia, though, pretty good. Mm-hmm. If you like chocolate and cherry, I know that some don't, but that's my, my specific Ben and Jerry's jam. Yeah, no, I have to imagine Jeff probably does not like Law and Order in the I, same way. Uh, argument. Yes. I think he does because he's like, that's where I want to go back to. Yeah, but it's so it's so badly fictionalized. I mean, like it it took me a while to get Sarah to watch Parks and Rec because sure. she does like city planning and stuff. No, I, so, I get you. But you, you and know. I love IT crowd. Well, yes, because that's nerd stuff for nerds. Like, Parks and Rec <laughs> is not like, hey, what's up? If you're a city planner, you're totally going to get this joke about zoning permits. 
Ayo. Sure. No, I get like I, it's a it's a whole different thing. I, I, right? I suppose. But yeah, I mean, you're already watching Law and Order. Just get some ice cream. Just That's man true. up. Get get some ice cream. Even if she wants chubby hubby, get that and then get something for yourself. You know, it's fine. Yeah, get the they, bachelor. They make them in the ben, yeah. ben and Jerry's are so small. You can get one for her and one for you. And then like mm-hmm. you'll still be hungry afterwards after you down that whole thing. And that's when you bone wherever you are because Ben told you you could. Exactly. Um, in this situation, you're probably on a couch. Um, but maybe you are watching an episode you recorded on your phone and you're on the bus. And, you know, I wouldn't recommend that for just health reasons. Um, oh, I see. Okay, there's where we're going. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I so. just I, I figured that, you know, they have a projector on the side of a house and they're mm-hmm, watching it mm-hmm. and then, you know, there you go. Mm-hmm. Bob's your uncle um, and what have Maybe you. Law and Order Night is uh every like Wednesday night. Uh the Dean rents a projector and shows uh local television channels on the projector because he's too cheap to pay for cable. That and feels so, like a know, thing that the dean would get, do. You get some law and order, and then you're just like, well, cool. We got the ice cream. We got the law and order. Let's bone down in the middle of this field with this projector on one of those big inflatable like screens that you put out there. And, and the why dean. Not? And then the dean's there, and then he gets to watch, so he's happy. So Exactly. You know, everybody's... I mean, his, his forms even indicate how much that, you know, if there's a chance for a threesome, and then boom, look right there. Exactly. There's a shot here. We're on a we've whole got, thing. So. We've done a whole lot about <laughs> sex with the Dean. I mean, I hope this doesn't awaken anything in me. So... That's true. Chang does, like, this whole dance number, and while he's dancing, Troy and Pierce come out of the men's room... They are uh, covered up in trench coats and they're they're working to, mm-hmm. to man up. They are sure. they're building up their courage. And right as they're about to take those trench coats off, Shirley and Annie come running up and they come clean and they're like, nope, just don't don't do it. We sent the letter. We're mm-hmm. going to tell Chang you don't have to do this. I have a few notes that I want to just drop. Um, Chang is definitely drinking a bottle of Fireball. Oh yeah, he's drinking straight from a big old straight bottle from of the bottle. Ball. And mm-hmm. the 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 line that Troy gives when they're pumping themselves to go out there with the ladies' pantsuits is, "Never let let him see us cry." Mm-hmm. So that's painting a picture of the scene. Um, so yeah, Annie and Shirley offer to pay the price because they revealed that they sent a letter. But Troy realizes we can't let you do that. Everything, st- every all this started because we didn't think we had ladies that cared about us. We obviously do. It's now our duty to protect you. Yep. And so they throw off the trench coats and they are wearing uh, some elegant, some very nice ladies pantsuits. I would call them elegant myself. And so they they walk out and they start dancing with Chang in a very sexual manner. Mm. Chang is bumping and grinding on Troy, which is a lot. This, Troy seems to be this, also twerking a little bit. This is why you have a chaperone. Where is the chaperone? This is too much for a school dance. <laughs> Everybody's over 18. <laughs> Leave the room for Jesus. Okay. Leave, leave room for <laughs> no, Jesus. I don't know where to respond to that. Yeah, between, I've heard it. Between <laughs> Chang and that, that twerking. Yes, um, I, I've I've been to a, a dance in the South. I get it. So I really love the Troy's physicality here. He again, Donald Glover just destroys all these physical actions in these scenes. He just mm-hmm. he's so great at it. Oh, he absolutely does. It's phenomenal. I also uh love how Pierce uh when he when they're talking to Shirley and Annie, he calls them um Tweedle dumb and even Tweedler dumb, <laughs> which I missed that. That's very good. Oh, it's it's so very good. I love it so much. Um, so that's very uh, good. Yeah, they go out and they dance with Chang. Britta shows up in a very sexy red dress, mm-hmm. and she this is she like, looks gorgeous. Well, she yes, absolutely, she does. Like everything about this is like the end of a nineties teen rom-com where the music changes and the way that she's framed in the shot and just her 
the stance that she has standing there, like it is 100% out of the playbook for a 90s teen rom- rom-com. Mm-hmm. She's if, all that too back in the streets. Wait, that sounds like she's what? a prostitute now. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, <laughs> huh. Well, <clears throat> she's, she's all that too. Step it up. She's all that too. Doing it again. What are we doing here? Anyway, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Britta is, uh, when Jeff walks over, Britta says, I was thrilled that I was shocked that you invited me to the dance. And I was also thrilled about it. Mm-hmm. And she is doing the whole thing. I mean, she, she's got that, that subtle quality in her voice mm-hmm. where she's just like excited, but a little nervous and just so flattered that Jeff Winger would be into her. And she is just so into this. Um, and then Jeff starts coming clean about all the, the drunk dialing stuff. Mm-hmm. And then at Doesn't this moment, this. he's suddenly like, and you're messing with me, aren't you? And she and very much is. And she's, she's very, very much, much enjoying is. it. She, so enjoyable for her. A lot of people give Britta crap. Yes, which correct. A lot of it, a lot of it, admittedly, is earned. In but, universe, a lot of people give her crap. But damn, she rules in this moment like what an what a great way to just flatten all this out just make everything exactly. even the uh, a fantastic little troll moment it's great this is this is britta at her best and i so, am here for it yeah i agree i i also this is another my my pet theory about how britta works of overplaying her hand she got a royal flush on this one. Like, she, there's no way to overplay this hand. She it's got true. the perfect hand. She's so all she, in. She just had to play it, and then she did, and then she nailed it. So, uh, so she yeah. just she just tends to think that every hand is a royal flush, and not all of them are. In fact, few of them are. I've got all red cards, so I'm gonna go royal all flush. in on this one. Yeah. To be fair, um, that would probably get you a lot of pots, but that's a that's a that's for my uh, my poker podcast. Uh huh. At this point, Slater's walking by, and so Jeff tries to uh, talk to her again and try to to fix everything. She's just not having any of it because, you know, I mean, admittedly, this looks terrible because Britta shows up in a very sexy red dress and is getting all like flirty with Jeff. Of course, this looks this is the one part real. This is the one part of Britta's plan where it's like, you're going to make things worse before you make things better. Yeah. Like this could have blown up. Britta comes up and starts to play the voicemail and Jeff is like, I'm like super drunk. He's super into Michelle and he he wants Britta to be as happy as he is with, with Michelle. And then Britta's Slater and Jeff thank Britta and Jeff hugs Britta. And she, she points out that's the first 20 seconds of a 40 minute message. (laughs) Very informative. I really want to hear all 40 minutes. That sounds amazing. It does. It it sounds like a good podcast. Um, so uh, this this mends the relationship between Slater and Jeff, and they go dance or uh, they go to leave, and then they look back, and Britta is dancing with Troy. Mm-hmm. There is that moment where Jeff looks back, and that is sort of back to that like rom com sort of thing mm-hmm. where it's like, does Jeff have some feelings, or is this just like she got me good? Like, yeah. who knows? But there's who there's knows? that little bit of that lingering, like, I'm going to look back at Britta. It, so. It's the classic, will they or won't they? Mm-hmm. Just, um, that's what community does. Just when you think, they're like, okay, we've settled it. They won't they. Well, guess what? Will they might they, still. They? <laughs> so, um, that's, yes. that's the episode, and now we're at the tag. Um, and this is after the dance, and... Troy and Troy is just so excited to just get out of the pantsuit, get home, mm-hmm. unwind after this stressful night. Uh, Pierce gets picked up by Chang to go get frozen yogurt. and But there's strong implications that like Pierce wanted to do this one on one. Right. Uh, because uh, he suggested that Troy didn't like frozen yogurt, even though Troy's like, I could drive you 
Um, and Troy's just kind of upset about this breach of trust. And he yells out, slut, as they dr- uh, drive away and like clutches his chest in mm-hmm. the way and wants to cover up. It's it's kind of cute. It's fine. Yep. Um, it's fine. Um, but that is the end of the episode. And that means that it is time for... So I think this is a pretty good episode. I think it's you get a lot of you get some of the more overt uh, references that we've seen, I think, in community with the the Breakfast Club dance sequence um, and the references to Breakfast Club. Uh, I think this this gives you a lot of, com- you know, like we, t- we we had a long conversation in the podcast about uh, Jeff Winger and how he sees people and how he's, you know, starting to move towards the sign of, you know, non-selfishness and being more friendly to his friends, which I think is a really interesting uh, thing that he's, you know, a character move that he's doing. Um, and we also get a lot of the, uh, the relationship between not only Slater and Jeff again, but Jeff and Britta. And, uh, and I think the, the B plot of Troy and Pierce and Annie and Shirley are, are funny. Um, it doesn't really give you a lot, but it gives you Troy uh, kind of taking taking you know the arrows in the back for other people, even though you know he didn't deserve all of them. And mm-hmm. I think that that's an interesting interesting thought. I think it's a pretty good episode. I think it's pretty funny. Um, you know, I mean, it's a it, it's certainly not great, um, but it's good. I'll give it a B plus. Okay, so I actually really like this episode because. Uh, it is laying some groundwork for character arcs. Like, right. We get, um, and, and again, I mean, I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago where, uh, the, the Jeff Britta dynamic is when it's good, it's really good. Right. Um, and I think even though it's, it's, in this one, it's surrounded by that awkwardness of like the drunk dial situation. There's, there's so much back and forth with it that like, I actually really like that. Um, we also get more Slater who, um, has gone from this sort of like, yeah, I don't know, whatever. She's like a one-off character to like, I actually really like Slater. Um, Mm -hmm. she's, when she's in the show, she's, she's actually very good. Um, and then we get the whole breakfast club montage. We get Abed being a, a real good friend. We get um, the the um, the whole plot with Troy and Pierce is, I think, sort of a weak spot in the episode. Um, it's basically just Troy and and Pierce being insecure and Chang like jumping sure. on that, and then forcing them into more insecure things it's fine that's i think that's kind of the weak point of the episode um but all the stuff with jeff and britta i love all the stuff with jeff and slater i love all the stuff with jeff and abed i love um this is like my favorite jeff episode heavy jeff jeff episode heavy winger that's what i was about to say and i have not been drinking by the way exactly and i've i've had one beer (laughs) a singular this is my favorite Jeff Winger heavy episode so far. Um, and I do think it's because we get a lot of very heartfelt moments from Jeff, both to his romantic partner and also to his friend. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I, I really enjoy that. Um, so I will also, I will give it an a minus. Um, I think it does lose points for that Pierce Troy plot. It's, kind of uh it's kind of pointless and well, i sure. don't i don't love it but i mean i guess the rest of the episode is really you know it gives troy and pierce something to do it gives shirley and annie something to do right when so much of the rest of the episode is jeff and britta so i guess right. it's not totally pointless i just it's a it's a mediocre direction that's um, fair i mean i do think that it it you know gives a point that troy you know recognizes that these it, they all kind of recognize they're they're in this together, mm-hmm. which it doesn't seem like Troy Troy recognized at the beginning, or Troy or Pierce. So I thought that was an interesting direction. But yeah, a lot of the the nonsense throughout it is kind of meh. 
I mm-hmm. I do love Troy's physicality and some of the other stuff, but you know, like the, we wouldn't have gotten the Chang going over Starburns bit without right, it. So, right. You know. Um. But yeah, we want to know what you think about this episode. Uh, we want to know what you think about uh the Breakfast Club, about '90s teen rom coms, about what else did we? I went on a whole rant about Be- something. <laughs> Ben and Jerry's was there. Ben and Jerry's. What's the best Ben and Jerry's flavor? Would you ever share Ben and Jerry's with anybody? Or are you eating that whole bad boy yourself? Because right. I'll tell you right now, there's one right answer to that. What is it? Uh, a penchant for nudity? The, the bare naked <laughs> ladies uh, uh, cover band that we're starting? Uh-huh. 100% uh-huh. we're definitely starting that? Yes. Uh, we want to know all this and more. You can do that several ways. You can find us on Twitter at GoodGreendale. You can find a contact form on our website, goodmorninggreendale.com. It's also got a link to our Patreon page. We do have a (laughs) new Patreon patron this week. Oh, awesome. uh, Which is phenomenal. So thank you to Ross Lines, who who just became a a Patreon patron. Thank Um, you. So thank you. We appreciate all of our patrons. Uh, this week, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, this was a uh, this was a a live streamed episode. We for the first time ever uh, live streamed this on YouTube. Uh, previously, we we were using Discord. This one had video and everything. Because you could still, see our faces. We're still quarantined separately, so you get our special video feed. Uh, we do live episodes once a month, and we are. Um, we're going to try to start doing those. I need to figure out why YouTube keeps yelling at me about keyframes. But once a month, we do these live episodes. Um, we got a bunch of people in on it this time. You know, a bunch. We got, f- we f- what, five people? We're um, moderately successful podcasters. Exactly. Um, Laura is in the chat right now. She says it's great. So, um, you know, you can take her word for it. And yeah, if you, too, would like to join us on this you can become a patreon just like uh ross did and just like laura in the chat did um that is at patreon.com slash back to futurama because that's still our old one from the last podcast well uh and if uh you you are a patron we love you and even if you're you're not if it's you know you're you're in a tough time you know uh, financially, or if you're you're just you, you just want to listen to us, thank you for coming with on this journey of over an hour uh, of nonsense that we do every week, and uh, we love you very much. And I, uh, I, I thank you. And that will do it for us this time here on Good Morning Greendale. Um, and until next time, uh, yeah, Laura says what I lie to people on the internet. No one lies on the internet. Until next time, when we talk about another episode of Community and other stuff, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. I I wish wish you you luck. luck.